Welcome to the season finale of the Diversity Podcast, season two. Um, I am joined by a beautiful, wonderful co-host this evening, Joe Coleman. Good evening, Joe. Hi, Chris. Hello, everybody. Happy to be here. Great. Uh, it's what an introduction that is as well, and it's all true as well, Joe. It's all true. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> uh, so Joe has joined me this evening. We've been planning this for quite some time. Um, we've been meaning to get together and do a bit of a duet for the Diversity Podcast. We both have very similar views when it comes to, to D&I. Um, and we want to celebrate the year, really, and talk about what 2020 has meant to you, the listeners, and to those who have taken part in the podcast this year, also to what it means to me, what it means to Joe, um, and what we're looking forward to going into 2021. Now, Joe, I'm sure you'll agree 2020 has been an interesting year. It's uh, certainly one way of putting it, yes. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I think uh, a lot of people will, will have their own variants on interesting, but yeah. Yeah, a lot to take away from it, I think, and a lot of, lot of positives, a lot of not so much, a lot of things to learn. Um, but yeah, as we'll find out, lots of interesting stories to come out. We do, we do, yeah. So we've had um, really great um, insight and feedback from people that we've asked about what their 2020s have meant to them this year. Um, myself, 2020 has been a bit of a roller coaster, shall we say? I feel like 2020 has lasted about 10 years. Um we start in January, where I started with a, another organization, another DNI organization. Um, was there for three months, and then this little bug was going around that people were talking about and started getting quite worried about. And um, all of a sudden, we were hit with full scale lockdown threat of redundancy, um, and then furlough. Um, so that was an interesting turn of events. End of March, also lost my mum as well to kind of a long battle with uh, final stage kid kidney failure, and she also severed a, a massive stroke as well. And for me, that kind of sparked, a, I suppose, an epiphany um, about am I doing enough in life, in work? Am I kind of pushing the boundaries as much with the organisation that I was working for? And the answer to that was no. Um, I'd always thought about starting my DNI business, and it was very much a five-year plan for me but um that plan kind of very much got fast-tracked into into a couple of months and your dni was formed uh and launched in september this year and we've been really really fortunate with how successful it's been and how busy we've been as well with some amazing clients um and kind of bringing us up into december now really reflecting and i've met some incredible people along the way as much as we've not met people physically um, virtually, I've made some really amazing friends. So Tom Finn from Edwards and Finn in particular um, has been a real rock over the last couple of months. Um, and Steve Keith as well and uh, Pat Caldwell. So a little shout out to, to those guys. Um, but yeah, and Joe in particular, um, Joe and Lucy, who are two of my, my very, very good friends, um, have been huge rocks for me. Um, huge... Um, What's the word? Being able to bounce ideas off of them and make sure that I'm not going off on a terrible tangent and keeping me grounded a little bit and making sure that actually what I'm doing is is right and keeping up a good debate because we do love a good debate. So um, I just want to say an extra spa special, special, special thank you to you, Joe, for um, being such a, a great friend and great support this year. Oh, no, it's uh, my pleasure. It's been great to, um, to watch what you've been doing chris watch um your dni take off listen to your ideas it's been a, a welcome contrast i think um <laughs> to a lot of what we've what we've seen throughout the year um so so yeah i'm really pleased to be here really pleased to be involved and looking forward to reading some of these stories and thoughts that we've got from people yeah so I suppose before we get stuck in joe what what's 2020 meant to you so for me, 2020 has um, been quite, a, quite an important year for me um, in that I asked um, my girlfriend to marry me. Um, she said no, so no. <laughs> so, so regardless of, um, of 
what happens in 2020. It will always be a, a special year for me for that. But I think um, in, a, in a, both a professional and a personal sense, it's been important for me to just stop and look at all we've achieved, that I've achieved, um, the way we just, the country just stopped and the world yeah. just stopped. You know, one day we were all at work and then the next day we weren't at work. And the way that we've moved our entire operations online and continued to deliver those sort of the same kind of high level yeah. work that we've done, um, the amazing ways that people have kept themselves entertained through lockdown, um, all, all, all the memes and, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and gifts that have come out of lockdown. But to me, yeah, it's it's been it's been a um, a triumph, I think, a year of triumph for people and organizations, not just um, the big success stories that we see, but you know, yeah. people like yourself, um, just anyone that's that's managed to make it work really with all that's gone on. So for me, yeah, a year of, of success. Um, I think, as well as everything else. I like that, a year of success. How, because um, obviously we, we've worked together in the past and I've seen a huge amount of growth in you over the last couple of years since since we've known each other and kind of the position you're in now, I think you're you're the perfect person for it. How have the students adapted and how have you adapted? Because obviously we've gone online and your job is predominantly student-facing physically helping out with, with regards to kind of career advice and and cv advice and things like that how has that changed um so yeah it's definitely been a roller coaster <laughs> um yeah we're um at work at the university we had long-term plans for um how we were going to take our service online or start mm. offering online services and that had to be accelerated so quickly um and, it, and it's a credit to everyone at the university that it's landed so well and yeah. personally i think with minimal disruption to student services i think um with the students yes we've all heard the stories about the parties um, <laughs> yeah. and and the, the breaches of, of lockdown but i'm pretty convinced they are in a very 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 small minority um the students have reacted really well and they've worked with the university with the councils to obey lockdown primarily yeah. um and and they're still delivering all their work with all the challenges um yeah a lot, a lot of students will tell you um you know i certainly would that university was one of the the highlights of their life it was yeah. the best years of their life and especially for first years to have to spend that in lockdown um must be really difficult but in the whole they've risen to the challenge um as as have the staff in the university so one of the things that I've been saying to students, and um, I'll say it here, yeah. a pearl of wisdom for anyone that's listening. <laughs> so I always say to students, yes, this is a challenge, but see the opportunity in the year that we're in. Because if you can job hunt and deliver a job and get through COVID, you know, the world's not done something like COVID for over a hundred years. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully it'll be another hundred <laughs> at least before we do it again. <laughs> Fingers crossed. So, so yeah, people will come out of this experience with skills and knowledge and resilience that no one else can compete with. Yeah, I think what what's quite interesting as well is it's almost kind of it's opened the doors for for the students who we we always. Not worried about as such, but the ones who didn't have as much of an opportunity. So, like some students with disabilities, for instance, this new way of working that's come out of this year has opened up so many opportunities for those with disabilities because now they don't have to go into an office. There doesn't have to be that worry about reasonable adjustments um, for a business to to implement. Those adjustments obviously have to be made at home, and obviously the the employee has to be made to feel comfortable. But I think. Um, going forward hopefully this is going to make businesses realize and i still think we've got a long way to go but hopefully it will make them realize that we don't have to be in the office and actually there is this talent pool that's out there that they've never considered before because they felt like oh i need wheelchair access and actually it's a very small proportion of people with disabilities who are wheelchair bound um it's about all the other aspects of disability that i think they um they, they need to look at and adapt to to going forward yeah and 
I definitely agree with that. In fact, I'll tell you um, tell you a story quickly and give you an example of yeah. a student that I did some interview preparation with online. Yeah. Um, and she started um, the conversation by telling me I'm really bad at interviews. So I said, okay, well, we'll, we'll work through it and, and we'll, um, we'll treat it like an interview and I'll give you some feedback. Mm. And yes, she, she stuttered and she stumbled at the start, which I think we all do yeah. for an interview. But then she really developed and she really took off. And she only told me afterwards that she did have a disability. Mm. And when she's face-to-face -face with someone in an interview, she crumbles. But because she wasn't, she was much more confident. And we were, we were, we could see each other on the screen, but she wasn't physically in the room. So she yeah. felt much more confident in what she did. And I think you're right. It's those ways of working, those little changes that can yield so much benefit for individuals and organizations that we really must make sure we don't lose yeah. and we don't go back. I'm pretty confident we won't go back to nine to five in the office. No. Um, the old ways of working, I think, are going out the window. But it could be very easy to bring a lot of that back in. So I think things like flexible working, different interview tactics, yeah. different ways of working are, are going to be crucial in the in the the, the brave future that we go into. I like the brave future. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting when you talk about kind of how we've all kind of had those awkward moments during an interview. I remember once being told to sit on my hands because when I talk, I'm very kind of, I talk with my hands a lot and kind of they're up in the air and they're out and they're pushing invisible objects away when I'm I'm getting quite animated. And an interviewer had to stop me halfway through the interview to say, please, can you sit on your hands? <laughs> because it's really distracting. And I didn't even realize I was doing it that much. So every interview going forward from there, I had to make sure I sat on my, sat on my hands. <laughs> and they were probably thinking, what is up with this guy? But, you know. <laughs> you live and learn. Um, so we've got some stories, well, not really stories from people, testimonials from people about kind of what 2020 has meant to them. Um, so we're going to start with the first one, uh, which is from Hannah Boskill. Um, Hannah said, uh, it's definitely nearly brought me to breaking point 2020. Uh, Self-isolated at home with a toddler and two full-time jobs has been testing. Uh, but it's also made me appreciate the little things in life, nature, being outdoors, being fit-ish and healthy. It's also definitely made me invest in the, the little indies more, so little independent shops, um, which is absolutely something I'll continue to do. And I think that is a reflection on, I think, what a lot of people have experienced, especially those who have kids and have had to adapt to working from home, childcare, um, the interruptions and distractions that comes from that as well whilst you're on a Zoom call or... <clears throat> or anything like that um but also getting outside i don't know about, about you but like i have walked more than i've ever walked in my life <laughs> over the the last eight months and kind of been at one with nature and made sure that i get out and get that that fresh air and actually you start to notice things like birds chirping um and the change in the color and the leaves as we kind of came into autumn and things like that so yeah absolutely um the first thing I want to pick up from that is yeah. a toddler and two full-time jobs. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I, I think it's her and her husband both have full-time jobs. I think that's maybe what she was trying uh, to trying to get. Hannah, Hannah, Hannah likes to keep busy, but I don't think two full-time jobs <laughs> is, is kind of, I don't think that's possible for anybody. <laughs> no, no, maybe, maybe not. But yeah, and I, I've heard a lot of... Um, stories from from people at work that have been locked in with children was one way <laughs> yeah. to be, it was yeah. described to me yeah um and and yeah having having to juggle um a full-time job with childcare um it's not not something that i i need to do just yet yeah but yeah from what, what i've heard and what i've seen it's in, it's incredibly difficult so real respect and well done to anyone that's managed to do that but yeah i agree the keeping fit aspect is um, <laughs> an interesting one. I don't know about you, but I go through peaks and troughs with uh -huh. that. Um, where, where, where I'm really, I'm really good at doing several weeks back to back. Mm. Um, whether I'm working out at home, going out for a walk, going to the gym, and then then you just have a couple of weeks where you think, you know what, I don't fancy it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 
It's, it's cold. There's something good on TV. And we can order so pizza. There's a, <laughs> yeah, there's a bottle of something good in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, um, yeah, I, I completely relate to that. I think lockdown one, um, I was kind of in a bit of a slump for the first half. The second half, when gyms and stuff reopened, I really got into the gym and I was going to PT sessions. Lockdown two hit. And I was like, I'm going to carry on and I'm going to stay fit. And we bought a Nintendo Switch with the, the ring fit thing, which was brilliant for the first week and a half. And then I got really <laughs> bored. Um, and yeah, it's gone right out the window. So I'm back at the gym tomorrow and I think my trainer might start throwing stuff at me. <laughs> yes, uh, um, I, I definitely um, also messaged the, the trainer that I've worked with at the gym from time to time. And yeah. double checked he was going to be there tomorrow. So. <laughs> Can, can definitely get back on it again. Uh, be interesting to see how busy the gyms are, actually. How many, yeah. how many people flock back to them or not, as the case may be. Well, that's it. I think the time of year that we're at, I think it's going to be quite interesting to see if people are even going to be bothered now for the rest of the year. Um, or, well, I know obviously you can't do any classes at the minute, so that obviously takes up a huge amount of time and a huge amount of people go to, to those classes. So perhaps it'll just be the the hardcore gym bunnies and gym goers who um, who attend the gym from tomorrow onwards. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, I think it, one important thing to add, because I know I know Hannah quite well, um, is the they've also been doing a house renovation um, on top of everything else. So they've been building an extension onto the back of their, their house. Um, so on top of two full-time jobs, a toddler, full lockdown all that kind of stuff. They've also been doing a house renovation, so I kind of I take my hat off to, to her because um, that, that's quite intense. Well, it seems to be the time to do it. Um, mm. I'm, I'm trying to get, um, we're trying to get our windows done and we, we can't get anyone to come out till February um, from the company that we found. Yeah. Because yeah, they're, they're just slammed. Everyone's getting house, getting work done. Yeah. Well, where, Apparently. where we live, uh, the the houses will come up on uh, come up for sale, and then within a week they're gone. Um, and now what lots of people in the estate are doing is renovating their houses to get ready to sell. And like they literally they go as quickly as they come up. Um, so the housing market seems to still be okay. Well, yeah, that's interesting one for now. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll see what happens in the new year. Yes, um, indeed. Yeah, we'll see, yeah, we'll see what kind of state we're in in the new year. But um, yeah, you... it's when we've got uh, got got the lockdown and the dreaded B word that I'm not going to mention. <laughs> <laughs> no, let, let, that that's a whole other conversation <laughs> for a whole for a whole other episode. I think. <laughs> um, but the the last thing, oh, not necessarily the last thing, but something else uh, I just want to pick up from what Hannah said is the little independent stores. Yeah. Um, and that's so true. Um, a lot, a lot of people, I mean, I've been doing my Christmas shopping, um, mm. and yeah, I picked up a few bits from, from your Argos. Um, yeah. but yeah, looking a lot more at, at your smaller local stuff, um, or your small retailers online Yeah, and just doing your little bit to, to support them, mm. um, getting through this, but you know, they, it's, it's just giving people, a, people are a bit more conscious of it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree. I think we, as a family, we do Secret Santa every year because there's so many of us. So to save bankrupting yourself every Christmas, you just get one designated person. But what we decided this year is that we had to do it from independence because it's so easy just to jump on Amazon and, and order something and then that's it done. However, we really had to think this year about what to get people. And the person I've had has been really difficult to buy for because they're, they're, what's the word? I don't know, but yeah, they've just been quite <laughs> difficult to buy for. Um, with bated breath. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I couldn't think of the word. Um, so yeah, that 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 in itself has been quite difficult. I'm not going to say what it is because this episode will be going out before Christmas. But um, yeah, it, it's made it difficult, but I think it's made it a lot more enjoyable because I've been able to discover more independent shops online. Um, one of my friends, Rosie, she has set up a homewares business this year. Um, on the tail end of, of this year and like her Christmas stock and everything's beautiful and she's doing it all by herself so again supporting independence most of our Christmas decorations have come from her um, so yeah I think it's really important to 
to kind of support these independent businesses. Amazon are going to be fine. So don't worry about like buying anything from Amazon. They're, they're going to be fine. All these big name companies are going to be absolutely fine when we come out of this. It's the small independents that really need the um, need the support. And that brings us, I suppose, to our, our first voice clip, um, which is from Rosie, um, who uh, gives us a bit of feedback about what 2020 has meant to her. Twenty twenty for me has slowed down everything and it's given me the opportunity to strip everything back and check in and reveal what's truly important. It's given me the opportunity to reevaluate and understand what makes me happy, what motivates me and what's truly important to me. And that's in my life, but also what's truly important to me beyond my little world that I live in. It's given me the opportunity to witness people standing up for themselves and being strong and fighting for what's right. And that motivates me. And I'm proud of people I don't know for the first time in my life. 2020 for me is like the opportunity to set a new foundation for the rest of my life. But I'm hoping that that's been the case for a lot of us out there. And actually we can take this forward and collaborate together in the hope we can support more people human to human and celebrate each other. And we are back. So we've just heard from Rosie Osborne about what um, 2020 has meant to her. Joe, do you want to take the next um, comment that we've had? Yeah, absolutely. So got a, a comment from our good friend Jake, um, yeah. who I still work with. You work with... Um, when you were when you were still with us yeah um, so Jake says continuing to react and adapt through a year of constant uncertainty so yeah he's absolutely right and we've all had to react we've all had to be very um, agile and very dynamic um, yeah how many companies went into this um, situate into locked into the first lockdown very set in their ways very set in the service that they delivered and the way their organization was structured only to find hang on that doesn't work in a lockdown yeah um yeah and and unfortunately um as sir philip green will tell you well these things can happen quite quickly um mm. and to the biggest so yeah I think, I think he's right constant reacting adapting um yeah we've um, at the university, we've changed so much. It's incredible to think what we were doing a year ago, yeah. which was still an excellent service compared to what we're doing now, mm. where we've just taken it to a whole nother level, um, which yeah, I'm, I'm sure you'll agree. A lot of people have had to do that. Yeah, I think obviously based on like talking to you, and obviously I've been away from Trent for, for about a year now, actually. Um, and actually the comparison is completely different. It sounds like student engagement is really coming through because there's more options for students. They don't have to necessarily come and talk to someone. There's chat services, all that kind of thing. So, and I think that's really important with anybody who struggles with anxiety or perhaps is autistic and doesn't kind of cope very well in social uh, situations, actually having a chat bot or something like that just makes things so much easier to have that engagement that you would never have been able to have before. Um, it's interesting when you talk about Philip Greenwood um, and what's happening with Arcadia at the moment. Um, I always look at companies like Next, and anyone that knows me knows I'm a big fan of Next business strategy and the way they structure themselves. I think any retailer that is out there just now has to look at Next and what they're doing and how they've adapted as an organization. Shopping now has become a destination thing. It's very much you go somewhere because you're going to get an experience. So there's certain next stores where they've got like a Gino de Campo restaurant. There's a Prosecco bar. You've got an O2 store inside there. So it's almost become like its own self-sufficient department store in a way, but it's just all next brands. I know they have some kind of designer brands in some stores as well, but I just think the way the business is structured and the way they've reacted, they've now got click and collect pods and supermarket car parks and things like that to adapt to how people are shopping now. Um, and they've just been so quick to react always and they've always been ahead of the game and i think that's what any retailer if they want to survive coming out of this 
has to look at that type of model. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think you're right. A lot of people have mentioned Next yeah. as um, as 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 the model, like you say, um, to base things on. And yeah, going back to something you just said about um, a potential increase in traffic and engagement that we've seen at the university through mm. students. So we've actually just launched something. I meant to tell you earlier, actually, I forgot to mention Ooh. it on. Um, our employability website um, on our home screen yeah and it's it's basically um, a way where you can customize pretty much the entire visual that you are presented with oh, wow. to cater to almost any yeah um, disability or need so you can change the contrast on the colors you can change the colors completely you can change the size of everything you see um, you can if you can get things read out to you on the screen, so it's become much more interactive. And I think that is to to help cater to the fact that we we are seeing so many more students yeah. with such uh, um, a variety of different needs. And yeah, these students were always there, but they're engaging more with the service now because it's online and because it's easier for them. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you think that service should have always been there? Yes. Yeah. And again, it, it comes back to what I said about how um, the university had a long term plan. Mm -hmm. um, but we, we've rapidly um, rolled out and developed a lot of, a lot of um, new stuff in the past year. And there's a lot more to come. So, yeah, I think things that could have always been there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a definitely a credit to the university and everyone that's worked on it that they rolled out as quickly as they have. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think it's it's nice to see that these types of conversations are having and these things are being put into place. Um, one thing I was really proud of when I was at Trent just before I left is the implementation of the quiet hour that they were putting in for the fair, um, which I believe was quite successful. Um, and I think it hopefully going back these types of conversations will continue to happen when we go back to whatever the new normal looks like i hate saying things like new normal because <laughs> it's so overused but whatever normalcy does look like when we do when we do go back after lockdown vaccine whatever comes next um i think we'll we'll be really interesting to, to see how things unfold so our next Comment is from Samantha Pate, who uh, is my former work wife uh, and still a very, very dear friend. Um, what Sam said is 2020 has been a year of appreciating things that I previously took for granted every other year. Um, and I think a lot of us can really resonate with that, that type of message that family for me is something that I've taken for granted after losing a parent this year. I think it's it's something I think about a lot more, and especially on run up to Christmas, and actually how presents don't really come into it for me anymore. It's more about actually I want to spend time with my family. I want to be able to engage with them and, and actually listen to what their lives are all about and what's been happening. Um, and friends as well. Like I, I've really learned over the last 12 months who my true friends are. Um, you being one of them, Joe. I'm just going to tell you throughout the whole thing. I'm just going to gush about you the whole time that we're on this. this I'm stop it, you. Yeah. No, go on. Um, and Lucy as well, and and the people, like I said, the, the people that I've met this year through through starting your DNI. I think I've been very very fortunate with the people that I've met and the connections that I've made, even though we've never physically met before. Um, and what's interesting, I was talking to uh, Amy Godden, who um, will be coming up later in the episode, and she was like, it's weird, because we were talking about how I feel like I put on weight during this lockdown, and she was like, it's weird, she's like, I've never seen you from the neck down, because every time we, we've spoken, it's just been on camera, and she was like, so actually, I have no idea what you look like, really, I just know what your head looks like, um, which is true. I think if you were to walk past someone in the street who you've been engaging with online, you might actually just walk right by them because you've no idea what they look like. It's interesting. Yeah, um, definitely. So well, yeah, when you say something like that, it always reminds me of um, the, the story um, that you, you might have heard of right at the start of lockdown, the manager 
um, who on a Zoom call, I think she turned herself into a potato yeah. using a filter <laughs> and then couldn't get rid of it. I was stuck as a potato for the entire meeting. <laughs> that always reminds me of, there was a weather presented as well, and I think it happened last year, and they were doing weather through Facebook Live. And on Facebook Live, you've got face filters, and they were trying to turn them off, but instead of turning them off, they were kind of creating more filters. So one minute she was a pizza, and the next minute she was a banana, yeah. and the next minute she was wearing a cowboy hat, and it just kept on going on and on and on. Um, and I'm sure it's happened to, to a lot of people this year. Yeah, I mean, one of the, one of the guys I work with um, in my team does a, a fun little game where he has a different background. Oh yeah, but he said we, yeah. We have a team meeting. <laughs> um, but there's always something or someone in the background. So there's like Shrek or Minions or something just for a little <laughs> light humour. But yeah, I mean, with Sam's comment, um, it, it's definitely I think made us all appreciate um, for, for all for all we live in the 21st century with all these different ways of connecting. Yeah, nothing will ever be sitting down over a cup of coffee face to face with someone. Yeah. Um, I, my my sister lives and works in London. Um, your family's from way up north. Way up north. Um, way up north <laughs> <laughs> so so you know you, you know as well it's when you can't see them um yeah she, she's been in in london all this time hasn't been able to come to us we've not been able to go to her um i live in in nottingham yeah. but my parents um for all they have a nottingham postcode they are actually um in Erewash, i think oh, okay. um, in, in in Long Eaton, so it's always been a funny one. Um, yeah. No one's really sure where it sits, but it does mean that they've ended up in different lockdown tiers quite often ah. um, since the tiered system came in and, until they thought, to heck with it, and chucked us all in a national lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> um, so so we, we have a weekly um, family conference on Teams. Oh, I love it. Um, where, where we all get together for half an hour or so, and we just have a little, little chat, a drink, and a catch-up, and just see how things are going and tell each other how much we miss each other. Um, and hopefully Christmas that will, that will change and we'll be able to, to get together with the easing of, of the lockdown. But yeah, yeah, I agree with Sam. Absolutely. Um, really just making a stop and appreciate everything that we've got. Definitely. It's, it's funny what you said about the, the family team calls and kind of having that, that connection for half an hour. We tried it. We were trying it every week um but it just got ridiculous because we were doing it on facebook and like no one could take anyone seriously because everyone kept on using the filters so no one was actually talking to anybody for the time we were on the calls it just was was just an excuse to have a bit of a have a bit of a laugh um but but you'll know obviously we're, we're really good friends and um we're both quite tactile people i think and i think hugging people is one of the biggest things that i miss um about lockdown like even just get like a, a hug from you or like a hug from lucy or a hug from from like member of family like that's one thing i've really really missed because obviously we just can't do it at the minute and i think a lot of people are feeling that yeah definitely um yeah i'm, I'm, I'm the same yeah you know love a love a good hug love a big, big man hug, hug or yeah. any any hug um and yeah we so we, we we've not been uh wasting any time um with wedding preparations good. so we've we, we, we went and booked our venue, um, but before um, the tiered system came in, we went and delivered um, some save the dates to like family members. And yeah, we, it, it was having to stay um, two meters back from from your mum or your dad and yeah. not be able to, yeah, you have to put the save the date on the fence and stand back. And, and, and they take it and you have that conversation at a distance because you can't, can't just go and give them a hug. Um, which is which is is hard. Um, so my my mum's a hugger, which I think yeah. is where I get it from. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that that physical interaction. Um, that I think just as people, um, most people will miss that. Um, and 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 miss that um, that that little bit of intimacy. So it is a challenge. Um, but yeah, li- living living with um, living with the girlfriend has definitely made me. Appreciate that more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should be glad you said that. <laughs> and uh, appreciate that she puts up with me and some of my, my little habits. So uh, fortunately, she's she's not been uh, working from home. Um, 
yeah like, like i have we, we've got got quite a, a, a small house so that that might have been a challenge um so appreciated that as well yes um, as opposed to i'm sure a lot of people that have been um inside with with the people that they that they love lots and lots and some days would really want to <laughs> to throttle <laughs> yeah i know what you mean like obviously myself and dan we've been working constantly together since march um and actually we've not fought once which is i mean we never fight anyway but um we we've definitely learned that actually space is quite an important thing when you're both working from home so i work from the home office you work from the kitchen table things like that so um but yeah i don't know what i'd do if i was in lockdown by myself i think uh, i probably would have gone mad by now most definitely yeah, I mean, my, my problem is having um, grown up with a younger sister, and um, there's only the two of us have been the eldest. Um, I'm one of those people that if I see a thread, I have to pick it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like I like to think that she's um, she owes she kind of owes her career to me and the character building that I put her through <laughs> when she was younger. <laughs> so 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 perhaps if I was doing doing lockdown twenty four seven with someone that that might not be so good, but. Very true. Yeah, Very true. yeah, def definitely appreciating everything that I have and everything I don't have at the minute as well. Most definitely, most definitely. Uh, so we're going to go to our next voice clip, um, which comes from Amy Godden. Twenty twenty means to me change, reflection, and self love. It's been a time for us all to explore what makes us happy. Are we making the right decisions? Are we working too much or too little? I think we've all realised what is important in life. Our focus has been shifted this year because it's made us all feel a bit more fragile. From the pandemic affecting our medical and mental health to the Black Lives Matter movement waking us up and bringing our modern day society into question to climate change and the positive effects we've seen in our environment when we lower our consumption. I can't say I hope it goes back to normal because I don't want us to go back to normal. It's been a really difficult year because change is difficult. I, for one, am ready for 2021. <laughs> And we're back. Thank you so much, Amy, for um, your recording and from your your views on what 2020 has meant to you. Um, we're going to come to the next statement, Joe. I think you're up. Yeah. So I've got one from Karen Douglas. Um, again, someone that we've both worked with. Key Dizzle. Um, sorry? Key Dizzle. That's what I used to call her <laughs> when we used to work together. <laughs> um yeah, Karen's been great. Really helped me um, in in my role when I came in um, just over a year ago. Mm. So a lot of time for Karen. Me too. And she says, "2020 has also reminded me to be kind to myself. It's so easy to get caught up in work and daily stresses, especially when, when working from home. But it's important to reflect and take time out, reach out to family and friends, and put things into perspective." God, that's so true. It's so, so true. I think especially when you're talking about getting caught up in work and daily stresses when working from home, I think we've all probably been quite guilty of it that we don't really know when to stop or to switch off. I know for me personally, starting a business, like I have no sense of time. So like I'll still be there at 10, 10 30 at night replying to emails or thinking what's our next social post going to be or how can we attract the next client and things like that. And I just haven't learned to, to switch that off yet, which I, I really need to. But I suppose when you're working from home, it is difficult to have that that element of when do I finish? Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I think one of the things that um is a factor in that is that we people aren't traveling anymore yeah so mm. so what what what's the harm in in answering a few more emails or just working that half an hour longer because yeah. i'll still effectively be arriving at home as it were yeah. at the same time anyway yeah um but yeah I, I did the same thing when i logged onto my computer um to to record the session with you got on a bit early and saw a couple of emails and thought, well, I could reply to them. And I had to say to myself, <laughs> no, don't do that because it's never just one. No. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I agree. It's um, it can be difficult to shut down. Um, the keeping up with with friends and family um, that Karen's mentioned as well. Mm. So yeah, my family we have our our regular catch up. Me, yeah. you, and Lucy. Um, we're in contact at least every couple of days. Probably every day. But, <laughs> yeah, at least. Um, but yeah, there, there are other people, um, other, other good friends that you, you just forget to contact almost. Mm. And you, you get into your routine more, even more so, I think, than when we were working at the office. Yeah. And yeah, you've almost lost that socializing time at the weekend where you could go out, you could go to a bar or go to a coffee house or whatever the case may be and catch up with people. So yeah, it's, it's thinking about, I've got to ring them or drop them a line. If you, if you spend your whole day on the phone, the last thing you want to do is yeah. call someone. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. And it's, it's, it's funny. I've been really guilty of it that I'm like, Oh, I should really message that person or really call that person. <laughs> oh, we'll do it the weekend. And then the weekend comes of like, Oh no, I'll do it one night next week. And I never do it. And it's constantly putting it off because like you say, you're, you're so engrossed in everything that's going on. It almost becomes a bit of a chore to, to actually have a conversation with people sometimes yeah yeah and yeah it it's a risk i think that we all run that we become very insular mm. and we we just become very inward focused and yeah the, the days can not maybe not so much at the start of lockdown when it was all interesting and yeah there, there, there were lots of jokes flying around people were in quite high spirits about yeah. it that that uh British blitzed mentality, yeah. I think, yeah. that we have. Um, but but then now now it's gone a little bit. I think people are it's or it's easier to get stuck in your ways, like I say, stuck in a bit of a rut almost. And this is what I do. And oh, do I really want to ring that person now? Do they really want me to ring them? And yeah, you kind of just lose focus on those things a little bit. Yeah, I think we've also become a bit of a society though, where people panic when people phone them now. I remember phoning one of my friends once and she then messaged me instantly and she said, what's wrong? I was like, no, nothing. I'm just calling for a chat. And she was like, well, just message me then. People are now so <laughs> like, why are you phoning me? Like, what, why would you even think about picking up the phone and having a conversation with me? Um, but actually, I think it's something that we, we need now more than ever um, is to actually speak to people physically. Well, not physically, but obviously <laughs> down the telephone because we get so caught up sometimes in messages and we've done it when we've had our debates and things like that and someone said something that actually you don't know how to take it and it could be misconstrued if you reply in a certain way um and we've, we've all done it um and i think sometimes it is just better to pick up the phone and have that conversation even if your friend does panic um <laughs> as to why you're calling them yeah yeah absolutely um i don't know about anyone else that's listening or, or you yourself chris but my problem is um at, at the minute if um if I see a number that I don't recognise, my immediate concern is that they're going to tell me that I was involved in an accident that wasn't my fault, <laughs> which is shocking because we've been in a lockdown all year. I know, I've right? Gone anywhere. I know. <laughs> so yeah, yeah that, that, that can play on people's minds. But yeah, you know, it's just it almost becomes an effort to speak to people. Yeah. Um, even even if you're you're quite an outgoing and you're quite a people orientated person. Um, and it, and it can either be a case of you've dealt with people all day and you don't want to deal with any more people. Yeah. Or you haven't dealt with anyone all day and now you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, I think it, it could be, like, I, I'm a massive introvert. Um, and a lot of people are always surprised when I say that I'm an, I'm an introvert because the way I come across, I'm, I'm like an introverted extrovert. So I'm an extrovert when I need to be and when I've got to be and like when I'm in a sales pitch or having a conversation with a potential client or an actual client. Um, but actually myself, I quite like just sitting by myself in a room watching Star Trek and living my best life. That's That to me is a perfect evening. Like I'm quite happy with that. I don't need to go to a bar and a restaurant. Be nice because obviously I miss it now because we don't have it. But yeah, I think... Um, I, I quite like the the, the loneliness. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, a, lo a lot of people do just enjoy that downtime. Um, but yeah, we because we are missing all that people interaction. I think yeah. it's not necessarily more dangerous as such to to do something like that. But you just you don't realise that you're it's a habit. Yeah, 
um, yeah, as, as, as an example, a, a good friend of mine, um, I hadn't spoken to him for a few months. When I when I did ring him and have a chat with him, he told me he'd actually been in isolation twice. Oh my god! Because because uh, um, he they hadn't been um, working from home, and on two separate occasions, someone had been into his office and then come down with COVID. So he'd oh been in god. isolation twice, and I had no idea. God, I suppose it's the it's the <laughs> mental implications that come with that as well, like being in lockdown twice not really speaking to anybody, you kind of get yourself into, into a bit of a hole in a bit of a situation. Um, like, I don't know what your mental health's been like over the last couple of months. Um, personally, I, I've, I've struggled a little bit. I really struggled last week. Last week was quite a, a dark week, but it was a just like a sense of sadness all the time. Um, but I think it was just I was missing a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I, I would agree. And I think... Um... A lot of people, even if they haven't thought about it or noticed it, if they did stop and think about it, they will realize that they, they've possibly felt a little bit more down. Yeah. Um, or, or maybe a little bit more short with people. Um, yeah, if, if they're not getting out, getting out to see people um, tra- trapped inside, it can, it can fray your nerves and fray yeah. your temper. But hopefully... <laughs> Fingers, fingers crossed. <laughs> okay. We're all praying for this vaccine, and we're hoping that it's gonna it's gonna work and not create zombies, because that's that's something that's on my mind a little bit as well. So, <laughs> thank you, Hollywood, for that. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, so we've got the next statement from Louise Mitchell. So we've got like a bit of an NTU fest going on, um, and the the running order for this. But Louise Mitchell again is someone who we both worked with. I've known Louise for. Oh, Six years, uh, we both worked for a recruitment agency before before we joined NTU. <clears throat> Louise has said, um, 2020 has taught me that I don't need new clothes, a new car, or any of those materialistic things to be loved by friends and family. And at the end of the day, all I care about is that my friends and family are healthy, happy, and safe. I think that's lovely. Um, I think it's a realisation that, again, a lot of us have probably had, that actually you don't need... To be going out shopping for a new outfit every weekend to make yourself feel good, you get a small high for a little bit, but that's about it. It's actually it's the the core things in life: your friends, your family, and actually being happy and healthy. Yeah, I agree one hundred percent with that. Um, despite the fact that we did, in fact, buy a new car, you did. Yeah, you actually <laughs> at the start of lockdown as well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the 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 lease on the car that we had was up, so we treated ourselves <laughs> to an upgrade. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it's quickly become about the little things. Yeah, I think, um, and the, those moments that you hold on to, um, whether it be family conferences or catching up with a friend, or or the, even those little successes at work that maybe were just in the grand scheme of things yeah. a year ago. But now, actually, they, they mean a lot more because your work environment's changed. It's harder. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I agree. It's... Yeah. I, um, I, I get quite excited that I can build a website now. It's something I never thought in my wildest dreams I'd ever be able to do. And then I built a web page about two months ago, and I was like, this is the best thing I've ever done in my life. This is phenomenal. So that's what excites me daily um, is the fact that I can actually do something like that now. Um, do you want to take the next one, Joe? Absolutely. So um, we have one from Devi here. Yep. Um, and they've said, if there is one thing this year, 2020, has hopefully taught us all, is that we are not as inclusive as we believe we are. Mm. 2020 has been an opportunity for everyone and organizations to hit the reset button and rebuild better and stronger and building on the inequality movements to bring about a more diverse and inclusive workplace where everyone feels valued belong belonging and getting equal opportunities on a more personal note 2020 has been a journey of resilience courage being bold evolving being given the gift of time to spend and reconnect with my family and finally doing what matters most. So there's there's a lot in there. There's that. a lot to um, digest in there, yeah. <laughs> but 
but there's some really um, important stuff, absolutely, and some really powerful stuff in there as well. Yeah. Um, I think I think she's right that a lot of things have come to a head in society. Yeah. Um, not just in ours, but um, <clears throat> in other in other places as well, in other countries. Um, that's maybe helped to spur the conversations that we're having. Um, but but I agree. It is it is a chance to just pause and take stock and just take a good long look at ourselves, um, at our society and the way that our organizations and structures are based and built. Yeah. And just think about how we can maybe improve on those going forward and how we can develop those. I do think there have been very powerful moments of change that maybe shows if we're not there yet, we can definitely get there. Mm-hmm. Um, again, not just here, but overseas as well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it's it's a great opportunity for companies um, and people to take advantages of, you know, the services that you're offering, for example, um, just to help them rebuild and reshape themselves in that more inclusive and diverse image. Yeah. And I, yeah, sorry. So, yeah, I was going to say, and, and finally, um, I agree 100% on the, the personal note that 2020 has been a journey of resilience, courage, and evolution. Um, I think we've all found that. Mm. And I would like to think that pretty much all of us will come out of this much stronger than we came in. I hope so. Um, I think what what's quite interesting <coughs> is when, when Debbie's talking about um, the fact that we're not all as inclusive as we believe we are. And I think that's... Obviously, being from the world that, that I'm from and, and that, that I work in is obviously the, the the sad death of George Floyd and what kicked off the Black Lives Matter movement this year. I think some businesses responded really, really well and actually realised that we do have an issue with regards to race within our organisation and actually there's there's not enough being done, so we are going to do more. Um, there's been businesses who haven't done anything because that, uh, some businesses I believe feel like it's not their place um, which is their privilege showing through um, and then there are businesses that really had a bit of a knee-jerk reaction to what has happened so we've seen a lot this year a huge amount of DNI manager roles come up within organizations but these roles are only 12 to 18 months long um, so temporary contracts so there's a commitment to start the process with regards to DNI and actually building a more diverse and inclusive organization. However, it's not a commitment to continue it. So DNI can't be fixed in 18 months. In fact, you're barely scratching the surface within the first 18 months. Um, so I feel like there needs to be more of a commitment from organizations to, to push forward. And um, people like myself and, and other organizations within the DNI space, I think it's up to us to call businesses out on on their privilege and actually the fact that, that they're not recognizing their privilege and they're not recognizing that more needs to be done. Um, I mean, we look at Sainsbury's, for instance, what happened on the back of the, the Christmas advert this year with the tweets that, that they were being tweeted was just disgusting. Um, but they took a stand and they were bold. And they were like, we, we firmly believe that we have a place to, to help provide a, an inclusive space on, on our adverts for, for everybody regardless of the colour of their skin. Um, and more retailers have, have have joined in with that conversation. So I think that's that's quite quite powerful. Um, it is unfortunate we do have certain MPs that we've we've mentioned before and had conversations about before, Joe, um, who um, aren't doing any bit of good um, with regards to, to what's happened and are boycotting companies like Sainsbury's for taking a stance and actually trying to help their black employees grow within the organization there's been some mps who have said that's segregation um which again highlights their privilege unbelievably um so yeah i'm hoping that the conversations that have started to happen this year are beginning to build and are going to build more into next year and more is going to be done next year than actually just having conversations and it's something that i've, I've spoken to debbie about before um so yeah, that that evolving piece, that evolution, I think that's something that uh, will continue to happen into twenty twenty one and beyond, hopefully. Um, so we're going to 
go to our last audio um, of this session, which is from Steve Keith. Steve's become a really good friend of mine over the last couple of months. Um, so, yeah, take it away, Steve. So for me, 2020 has been very much about connection, um, more specifically reconnection. Um, I've left London in the last 12 months. I've moved back home to the Lake District and I'm living with my parents temporarily. And at the first I saw that as being quite a big step back. But what it actually has been is a huge opportunity for me to reconnect with them, reconnect with um, the home that I grew up in, but also to reconnect with the parts of me that I'd maybe lost along the way, um, the parts that I'd forgotten about, the parts that I loved about myself and that other people loved, um, and being able to bring those back into my life. Um, and so in some weird way, I'm actually very, very grateful for 2020 um, and everything that's happened this year. And we are back. Thank you again, Steve, uh, for your message. I uh, really appreciate it. So we've got one more um, to read out from Jack and Ross from Dink, um, who I've become very, very good friends with over the last few months. Um, they've been a massive support to, to your DNI and us to, to, to Dink as well. If you don't know what Dink is, it is a social media platform uh, which has been set up for DNI professionals and anyone who's interested in learning more and engaging with diversity and inclusion. It's a fantastic platform. Uh, go onto the App Store and type in DINC. Uh, and download it from there and register. Um, they've got chat rooms, resources, all that kind of stuff where you can engage with other like-minded people. Um, so Dink have said two of us are planning a wedding for next year. Um, zero chance of wanting a repeat of many aspects of this year. Um, taking time to reflect on what's been important. Wins, big and small, in such a crazy year, um, I found a new respect for the small positives that we often take for granted. Endings of normality, Working from home, lockdowns, Zoom nights in, job security, new beginnings, new business, new friends, new work. Thinking innovatively, solving problems I didn't know I I could have or could have even existed a year ago. Yearning to make a difference in 2021. Um, I think it's <clears throat> right to say that the guys from Dink have really made a, a, a huge difference and are a real beacon, I think, for allies so both jack and ross are white heterosexual cisgendered males um very very privileged however they have realized their privilege and have set up this platform to help make a difference with regards to having conversations about diversity and inclusion and making a, a real real difference so huge kudos to, to to those guys um yeah, I think what, what they've said about endings of normality um, and now the new kind of working from home lockdown, Zoom nights in, job security. Um, I know um, Jack has gone through redundancy at the moment um, or kind of gone through consultations. So that's a huge impact on, on someone's life as well, especially when you live in London. Um, so, yeah, I think hopefully next year they both manage to get their wedding. Um, I know Ross has had a baby quite recently as well, so... Everything that could possibly happen to these two have happened in the last 12 months. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're kind of expecting big things. We've got a lot of, of big plans with Think next year as well. So, um, yeah, really good to, to see that they're, they're looking to be positive for the next year. Yeah, I mean, these, these guys are definitely keeping busy, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think definitely um, zero chance of wanting a repeat of a lot of what's gone on this year yeah um like i mentioned a couple of times important to keep keep sight of the positives um and what we've achieved as well but uh, i definitely agree with that sentiment um yeah, yeah there, there's there's been a lot of wins um for people i think working under the specter of redundancy ha has been incredibly hard for a lot of people yeah, yeah. um I've, I've got relatives in the hospitality sector, for example, mm. 
um, in London. Yeah. <laughs> so, so not not a good time to be in in those industries. But there are others as well that are suffering. Um, definitely at the end of of normality, as as it was, um, and the dawn of the new normal, as you mentioned earlier, yeah. whatever that may be. <laughs> Um, once, once the dust has settled, I love the idea of Zoom nights in. Yeah, um, a few people I've spoke to have mentioned um, that they've done things like that. So, someone I work with, um, for example, she plays football, um, and and they do they do pub nights. Oh, nice. on Zoom. Love that with with a, with a football team, um, and then the people that she plays football with. So, so that's quite cool. Um, one one thing I think. I didn't, oh, I did take for granted um, a little bit. And it's probably a department in every organization that gets a lot of stick yeah. at some point. Um, but only now do I realize how much I miss them. And that's IT. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how many of us have had to become IT experts yeah. while we're working from home, trying to, trying to get laptops to talk to monitors and screens <laughs> to talk to printers? <laughs> But, but people have used to do this for me, and now I've got to I, do it myself. I, I hadn't even thought about that. I, like, yeah, that's mad. Yes, um, my, my, my favourite um, bit, bit from IT over this was um, I, had, I had an issue with, with my laptop. Yeah. And I was told to um, deconnect the power source and deactivate your device. Wait five minutes and then reinitiate your device. And, and then there was something else. So I went back to the guy and I said, turn it off and on again. <laughs> <laughs> Could, couldn't have just led with that. No, I know, I know. <laughs> so, so, yeah, you know, like, like the guys have said, adapting to this new, um, this new way of working, um, trying to be in, innovative and solving, solving issues that you didn't know were issues. That's it. Um, Things like IT, um, how many of us have been on a Zoom call um, or a Teams meeting that, yeah, everything's working. The, the router is working. Yeah. I've got internet. Why will it not work? Yeah. <laughs> Why am I stuck in the same position? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, you, you, you mentioned to me when um, when we were setting up this meeting, um, but I've definitely done it as well. When, when you, you perhaps sent me the wrong meeting invite, which is why And, and I did as well. I actually sent Joe a, a meeting invite for an LGBT meetup at <laughs> 7 o'clock tonight, so that would have been a completely different conversation to have. I mean, that, 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 could, that would have been really interesting I to, think to so. have done, but yeah. I, I, how many of us have popped up in the wrong meeting? Yeah. Because uh, we, we've clicked the wrong button or been sent the wrong link. I actually... So Sorry, I actually saw something on, I think it was Instagram the other day there, and a guy had ended up in the Ministry of Defence's meeting <laughs> through Zoom. He got there by accident. He thought he was like on a modelling call, and they sent him the wrong link, and he ended up in the Ministry of Defence's Zoom call. Doesn't that fill you with um, Dread. confidence <laughs> yeah. in our, our defence <laughs> and security? Yeah, so that, that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, and and yeah, I think they, they they've summed it up really nicely. Yearning to make a difference in twenty twenty one. Yeah, um, I think we just needed to hurry up and get here. We we do we do like I I've got plans and ambitions for twenty twenty one. I'm I'm not going to be sad and disheartened if lockdown lasts a little bit longer. If it has to, um, because obviously people's health comes first. Um, please wear a mask and please wear one properly. Um, is my advice from yeah. from 2020. I think we all know what we're talking about. Um, so yeah, what's your what what's your dream for 2021, Joe? Um, to never hear the word COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so my 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 dream for for 2021 is just being able to um, reconnect. Yeah. Um, and and see those see those people um, that I've not seen. I'm I'm really looking forward to to being able to sit in a pub or sit in a coffee shop mm. and just have a drink surrounded by strangers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, my my, my girlfriend and I um, got away to York um, when when the first lockdown ended and. 
um, just before the tier system went into place, I think it was. Yeah. And it, it was great just to be somewhere different with different people. I mean, everyone was still wearing masks and we we're doing track and trace, but just yearn for the days when you can sit with a crowd of strangers. Yeah. And, and being able to see people's faces. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, so I, I work, uh, so just one, one more thing. I work with a guy who has a, he has a mask and on, on the mask, it, it's written, I'm smiling. Because <laughs> you can't tell. No. I think that's kind of terrifying at the same time, though, because it's like something <laughs> that the Joker would do or something. Yeah, like just do, just yeah. That. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I know what you mean, though, about like, just sitting in a pub full of strangers, just watching the world go by, actually seeing people's lips move. I suppose like when you're in a supermarket and stuff, you don't have someone smiling at you or growling at you or kind of giving you evils or mouthing swear words at you. You just don't know. Um, I think I've just listed everything that I've done in a supermarket this year. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you're right. I think um, going into next year, yeah, being able to see people, actually being able to hug people um, and just have that human contact. Um, I think that's that's all all i can ask for really uh and obviously yeah. for the business to to continue to to be a success so um yeah i think that's it's a nice way to round it off joe um i've had an Thanks absolute so. blast having you having you on We're definitely gonna have you on again i know this is something we've spoken about quite a lot so joe will feature quite a lot in season three of the diversity podcast we do have some big news about um guests for season three so so far we have confirmed um a chat with an instagram, instagram account called dad on the go um he is a single gay parent who went through the adoption um process um, as a single gay man as well so we're talking about his experiences as how that actually went and actually some of the issues that still exist with regards to adoption within the lgbt community um, we have a chap called Nigel from Sage, who we're going to be talking about uh, privilege and intersectionality with. Um, and our first guest of season three will be Jesse Pavelka, who, for those of you who don't know, is a TV personality um, who is a fitness instructor and now works with businesses um, on well-being and uh, wellness and fitness within their organizations. So very, very excited to, to have Jesse as part of the diversity lineup for next season. So with that, Joe, happy holidays. Have a Merry Christmas. Um, and to everyone who's listening, happy holidays. And we shall speak to you next year. Thank you very much, Chris. Happy sure. holidays, everyone, and look after yourselves. Bye-bye. Take the